So how do you deal with manipulative people? Find out on this episode of Incremental Health Tips. Welcome to Incremental Health Tips. My name is Jared, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Liz. Today, we're going to be talking about how to deal with manipulative people, because unfortunately, uh, whether it's, you know, in our personal lives or our professional lives, we encounter manipulative people all of the time. And so, Liz, I know you've got a number of tips and considerations uh, for us on this, but before we get into that, I just want to raise the first thing is to be aware of power dynamics. Um, in school, I've had a professor emphasize this quite a lot that anytime you're in a situation where somebody has power over you, be it an employer-employee relationship or a teacher-student relationship, you need to be really cognizant of these dynamics and how manipulation might come into play because that's oftentimes, unfortunately, uh, whether it's on purpose or not, that's how people can be taken advantage of and and uh, manipulated. So with the power dynamics in mind, Liz, what would you say about ways in which we can deal with manipulative people? Well, I think especially if we're talking about if you're the employee and it's your boss who's the one who's manipulative, it's really important to know what your rights are. Know your workplace policies. If you have concerns, bring them to your HR department. But also it could be the situation where you're in a marriage and you feel like your partner's the one who's manipulative. It's still important to know what your rights are in that situation. So whatever the dynamics of the relationship are, I think it's good to actually have a sense of what are the laws in place that would help to protect you in this situation and help the relationship go more smoothly. Well, and as well, what what are some of your options? Um, I mean, we don't always choose the people we work with, but in some situations you do and you can. And so keeping that in mind might be um, one way to, to mitigate just avoid the interaction with the person if you can um, but obviously in a marriage or a personal relationship that becomes more difficult so Liz what is another way that we might be able to deal with manipulative people well I think paying attention to how they interact with others are they consistent in the way that they're treating other people or do they interact with one set of behaviors with one person and then a different set of behaviors with another. So this can be a sign that they're using those behavior changes to get what they want out of those interactions with people. And if you start to see that you prefer a certain way of interacting with them, then if you behave more like that other person, then that may help you develop a better relationship with that person. Well, as well, and I've heard it said that, you know, pay attention to how people treat people who they don't have to treat well, like um, service staff, you know, cashiers, uh, you know, pe people like this, uh, servers at restaurants. This can actually really sometimes give you insight into their their character. 
Um, but I think also it's important to understand that sometimes people just have bad days. Mm-hmm. So don't just take one observation and conclude, oh, this person is manipulative and is toxic and I'm going to avoid all contact with them. But but rather it needs to be a pattern of behavior over a period of time. So Liz, what else do you have? Well, I think also knowing how to set boundaries effectively is really important Sometimes, especially in the workplace, a boss can come up with demands. I need you to work late. And then they start asking every week, I need you to work late. I need you to work late. And when you shouldn't be working late, and then all of a sudden they always want you working late. So sometimes the way to resolve that is just simply saying no. You don't have to provide an explanation. If you're being asked to work late, you can say simply that you cannot do it. Well, and... Like a, there's a there's a lot of things that come into play, and we've discussed before work life balance. Um, being able to you know, especially now uh, with a lot of with a lot of professionals working from home, it can be really difficult to separate the work and home life balances because your email inbox is always there, and so sometimes it's easy to to work late or or you know there's another side of that that coin where it's easy to slack but all having these balances can be useful i was i was talking with a with a friend who is um in school yesterday and he was talking about how he always has to go to the library to study and just not that he can't study in his home but he just finds it too easy to be distracted or you you know like it's how he maintains balance is he'll actually have a different place to do things and so uh being sure that you're leaving your work at work can uh it's easier said than done of course but that can be a really important consideration in this and kind of help you establish those those necessary boundaries yeah so that's a great example so that is also important to be able to set your own boundaries with yourself in terms of what you're doing and how you're spending time. So your own boundaries around, you know, what you're doing and how you're spending your time, those are also important as well as those boundaries that you set with other people. Well, and I think you really have to get your own boundaries understood before you can really set them with other people. Um, you need to understand where your own limitations are. Yeah, and so it can also help when you start to ask some probing questions to get a deeper sense of what it is the person really wants. Um, You know, asking about, do I have a say in this? Are you asking me or telling me? Do you think this is reasonable? Do you think it's possible to get this done in the amount of time you're suggesting? So just asking some questions to see how the person responds and to see whether or not they recognize that what they're asking just can't be done. Well, yeah, managing expectations is important. I mean, uh, offer compromises often. Um, I find myself, I, I one of my... 
supervisors right now is very much the kind of person who if he doesn't mention something then he'll forget to mention it so it's not uncommon to get slack messages or emails from him at all hours you know at at, at 6 p.m on a saturday uh, at the strangest times and it's not that he's having that expectation for me to work although he doesn't uh, obviously he'd, he'd like it to be done so part of part of this is on me um, part of the responsibility is on me to uh, to set the boundary and say okay well that's that's a Monday problem that's not a Saturday problem um, and because oftentimes uh, employers are going to obviously prioritize their own interests and so it's important to be able to make sure you're taking care of yourself and establish those boundaries for your own well-being and then establishing those boundaries with others and trying to maintain that as as best you can and you can avoid a lot of really bad things like burnout in that way well i think it's also to be a of if you do have that kind of boss where they're going to send you that message whenever they have that thought about that thing that needs to be done. Um, you know, it's important to be aware of, are they asking this to be done this second or are they just trying to put it on my radar? This is something that needs to be done over the next week because that also makes a difference in terms of what their expectations are. Well, and also... Uh responding back and and asking uh you know when do you need this by can be uh can sometimes be helpful but regardless manipulative people are always going to come up in our everyday lives and it's really important to have at least some we can't prepare for every situation but it's important to have some sense of how to uh how to uh go about dealing with them in a, in a way that's going to not take some toll on ourselves and our own mental health and well-being. Yeah, and my final point on that is having an emotional boundary as well. You don't want to blame yourself for how someone else treats you. So you want to be able to have some emotional separation between this person's behavior and how you feel about yourself. Well, because ultimately at the end of the day, your work performance doesn't define you as a person. Uh, neither does a week. Neither does a, you know whether you've had a bad week or a school grade or these. Who you are is so much more than that. And so having the emotional, the emotional boundaries can be important. And setting those up can be challenging. And so that might be something that if you struggle with, you might want to follow up with a qualified therapist. Uh, so Liz, any any parting words before you wrap up for today? Well, I think these kind of issues are common and a lot of times there are things that people can do to resolve these issues and they're often counterintuitive things. So this is why people sometimes end up coming to therapy over a workplace conflict because they haven't figured out how to deal with this and they don't actually realize that there can be ways that they can actually resolve it by changing their own behavior at work well it's amazing just how 
much of a role we play in our own environments, but we can save that discussion for another time. That's where we're going to end for today, but if you enjoy our content, please consider liking, sharing, commenting, and subscribing. And until next time, remember that even small steps can lead to big changes. We'll see you next time.